Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Common Sense Finance Podcast. Anthony here, Nick this over there. Oh, sorry, Nick, I interrupted you, but you know, that was my fault. Nick over there looking as good as ever. And here's another episode. No guest again, because we're covering a topic, stock market news. This past week, we mentioned in the previous episode about Amazon earnings. Netflix also reported earnings. I, I think it was last week. I don't know if it was or, or earlier this week. I don't have that off the top of my head. But Amazon was actually probably the only company, only tech company to report very disappointing earnings. And it was kind of upsetting because, you know, my student managed investment fund is invested in Netflix, unfortunately. So we're, we're taking a beating in that position. But yeah, Netflix did not report really good earnings. And it was mostly because of its subscriber count. They actually reported below estimated subscribers for the, their quarter. And it's very interesting to see because as things are starting to open back up again, vaccinations are rolling out. Was the pandemic, you know, is that going away, the effects of the, the pandemic? Nick, we spoke about this briefly off the air. What are your thoughts about Netflix missing the estimated subscriber count it had for the quarter? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I remember us texting and, you know, I was saying that, you know, with their missed new subscriber uh, forecast. I feel like, you know, it's very, it's very hard to do since by now Netflix is a very established company, you know, a streaming service. Everyone has Netflix by now. I mean, almost, okay. Disclaimer, almost everybody has Netflix. I mean, you talk to anybody, it's either they have Netflix or they have it from a friend. So I feel like it's very, you know, optimistic of people to just, you know, feel like, oh, they're going to increase their subscriber base by, you know, another couple of million where, you know, it really, you got to be realistic and feel like you can't, whoever has it now, is probably sharing it with others. And, you know, unless, you know, you, you're a teenager that, you know, don't have a credit card, your parents don't have Netflix. Now, you know, you graduate high school, you know, you start a job now, you know, you're subscribing to Netflix. That's the only, that's the only way they can, you know, increase their subscriber base. Other than that, I feel like at this point, everyone's an established Netflix subscriber. Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair point. And I just want to go over the numbers really quickly before we go any further, because I have them in front of me now. So they beat their earnings estimates. So earnings per share was estimated by 297. They reported 375. So they kind of blew out their earnings per share estimates. Revenue, they beat uh, revenue estimates, not by a lot. Uh, 7.1 billion was the prediction. 7.2 billion was the reported value. Global paid subscribers is where they missed. And a company like Netflix, analysts prioritize this statistic because this is the most important metric for growth. And analysts predicted that they would see 209.8 million new subscribers for the quarter. In actuality, they saw 207.6. So they missed global paid subscriber expectations by about 2.2 million. And it's becoming apparent, according to their earnings call, that the number of global paid subscribers is becoming more and more difficult to expand the bigger it gets because there are more and more competitors in the market. Like we've seen HBO Max, Disney Plus, Apple TV, Peacock, the Peacock Network, Paramount Network, Discovery TV. We've seen all these on and on. We've seen all these subscription services really take off over the past year and they're only becoming more and more solidified. And it's very interesting to see because I thought Netflix, 
a few weeks ago had a lot going for it. Like I thought, okay, well, yes, there are a lot of new subscription services out there, but a Netflix, I think Netflix still has the higher quality original content compared to the other brands, the other platforms. And in addition to that, I also thought that, okay, people are signing up for Disney plus they're signing up for HBO max. Are they getting rid of their existing Netflix subscription to join a Disney plus or an HBO max? Personally, I don't see that being the case. Like, I think if you want Apple TV, no one wants Apple TV. Never mind. If you want this, <laughs> if you want Disney Plus, Hulu, Hulu, yeah, Hulu, Disney Plus, whatever. If you want one of these subscription services, I see you having this as an additional service to your existing yeah. Netflix subscription. With that being said, I don't know. I think we have to we have to look at this as a in, in realistic realistically, right? This was my biggest grief with Netflix. Uh, years ago and this is why i never personally invested into netflix there were only seven billion people on this planet right period that means that once you hit seven analysts only care about how many subscribers they add every additional quarter they prior prioritize that for whatever reason more than the earnings they make because let's put this in perspective they're the only profitable subscription service out right now like Yes, Disney's part of Disney Plus is owned by Disney, but we do, Disney Plus is not necessarily a profitable entity yet. Mm-hmm. We have Netflix, who's profitable, cash flow positive, but we care about the subscription count, the number, the number of subscribers. There are only so many people in the world, so many people in a developed world that have access to the internet that can actually use a Netflix account. And we see them trying to go into third world markets like India, where they have like a third of the world's population. So that could be very promising over the next five years. But once they hit every single person they can in India, in the United States, all of the developed world markets, where do they go from there? Like Apple can release a new product every single year. And that's guaranteeing them new because they're selling a product in addition to the services that they provide, like Apple TV, Apple Music. They yeah. recently announced us a premium podcast feature, Apple Care, all these things. These are subscription services that supplement their income they get from products. Netflix, once they hit 7 billion subscribers, which is never going to happen, but theoretically, once they hit 7 billion subscribers, where do they go from there? That's it. Maybe increased prices, right? Because that goes hand in hand. Like, yeah, you could worry about earnings, but how do they get their earnings by subscribers? Mm-hmm. So that, that's the only way to increase, you know, or, or just tack on, you know, additional benefits when you upgrade, you know, from what they have on right now. Mm-hmm. So I think here's a, uh, a statistic I have in front of me because, you know, I had to do research for this, uh, my investment fund that I, I'm a part of. 50% of households have at least four streaming services, according to JD Power, as of December 2020. So four subscription services means that one of them has to be Netflix right? You're not having Apple TV, Disney Plus, Hulu, and HBO Max. And that's not happening. You're having Netflix as one of your four. So I think people are willing to have multiple networks, multiple streaming services. Uh, Over 25% of households are looking to cut the court and stream in terms of getting rid of cable over the next year. I just think long-term Netflix is going to plateau in terms of subscriber uh additional subscribers they 
tried to explain this miss this quarter by saying that we added so many subscribers over the course of the pandemic that it kind of cut in to it ate into the subscriber count for this quarter. Like those who would have subscribed normally this quarter subscribed three, six, 12 months ago. And although that might be the case, I think there is a, there, there is going to be an issue in terms of gaining additional subscribers at some point in the future. I'm not saying this is one year, two years, three years, but in 10 years from now, I'm not as confident as Netflix being around, being a mainstream competitor, getting 300,000, 300 million subscribers a quarter, as much as I am as Apple or Microsoft beating their all of their estimates, all of their quarterly earnings over the course of the next 10 years. That's just my opinion. Nick, where do you fall on that? No, I completely agree. Nothing, nothing more to say. That's spot on. Thank, thank you, Nick. Nick's my number one fan right here. Appreciate it. So that's that. It should be, it's, I think it's also apparent before we wrap it up here. I think it's also apparent that, you know, some of the trends that we saw over the pandemic might not be a long-term trend as some might have imagined. And this could be interesting to see how Zoom performs or some of these other virtual conferencing platforms perform over the course of, over the remaining half of 2021 so 2021 is gonna be very interesting to see how what what impact the pandemic had on businesses the economy and markets within the united states and around the world so expect future episodes on that because that'll be very interesting so yeah that was that we're gonna report on some more earnings that we saw some interesting developments that we saw on the market over the last week in future episodes so be on the lookout for that this week specifically so Thank you for listening. If you want to catch us on other platforms, check out the description or the notes on this podcast episode or on this video if you're watching. We really appreciate it. This is Anthony. This is Nick. Gotta love the Zoom lag. And until next time, this is Common Sense Finance. We'll see you later. Peace. Nick and I are not certified financial professionals. This podcast is for educational uses only. It should not be used as the basis to buy or sell a security, nor is it the offer to buy or sell a security.